0: Welcome to Get Your Shift Together, hosted by Michelle Ferrari. As an executive and leadership coach, Michelle's mission is to support you on your leadership journey, whether you lead a team of 5,000 or are seeking to improve your own self-leadership. Michelle's approach is to guide you in understanding the impact of your choices and actions and help you shift those choices and actions to align with your goals. Michelle's humor and expertise will leave you wanting more. I hope you're ready to jump in because it's time to get your shift together. We're back with another episode of Get Your Shift Together. I'm here with Michelle Ferrari this morning. We're in mid-August now, so getting closer to the the end of summer. I think a lot of people are on vacation and people are going to be revving it back up soon as they come back to the office or the virtual office come, uh, come after Labor Day. Michelle, how are you this morning?
1: I'm fantastic. It's sunny. It's warm. And I'm talking to you. So that is a good morning.
0: Yeah, whenever we speak with you and we have the listener with us, it, it's a great morning and gets the day started off just, just on the right, the right way. So speaking of the right way, we wanted to discuss, you know, harnessing good intentions of people and the basic mm-hmm. goodness of people. And mm-hmm. I think this is a, a key key one for leaders and for self-leadership as we, we head uh, into fall of 2022. What do you think of Michelle when you think about harnessing good intentions?
1: Well, okay, let's, can can I go back a little bit? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: Just in terms of how this topic came to be. So I'm certainly noticing this as a leadership coach, but I'm noticing this as a human being right now. Mm -hmm. That. There is a tremendous amount of, well, what I keep saying to people is people are off. I keep saying that to people like, how was your vacation? "Eh, Vacation was good, but you know, everybody was a little off or how was your dinner out? It was good, but I don't know. The energy was a bit off. I keep saying that to people. And when I dive into what I mean by that, I, it feels to me that there is a tremendous amount of underlying, untapped anger, resentment, frustration, overwhelm. I think the real word is overwhelm. And I think a lot of us are walking around not connected to exactly how pummeled we feel by the last couple of years. And I I think people have shown up as resilient. I think people have done their best and really sort of put one foot in front of the other. I think they've done a great job. I think maybe what we haven't done a good enough job of is expressing, tapping into, acknowledging all the things that we're angry and frustrated by. And so when we don't talk about it in a in a useful way, in an awareness way, it comes out in in subtle ways. It comes out in terms of our elasticity with our coworkers. It comes out in terms of, it comes out for me in road rage. It um, comes out for a lot of people in road rage, but it definitely comes out for me in road rage. Um, I consider myself to be a pretty kind loving generous human being but if some of you saw me behind the wheel of a car wow <laughs> um like talk to my therapist about it kind of stuff um and i think it it comes out on social media so and and what i'm seeing is our elasticity is very very short very short so the littlest intonation the littlest sharing of an opinion, the littlest forgetfulness, the smallest forgetfulness can send us into a freaking rage (laughs) into a, and so we're so upset about so many things, like we're upset about a lot of things right now, because there's a lot that's going on. Then we're layering on the lack of elasticity. So we're getting upset about the smallest things. Sometimes I don't wanna go outside my house. And what I do know about human beings, most of us, the majority of us, almost all of us are really kind, are really, like I could get emotional as I say that, most of us walking around on the planet are really kind, thoughtful, human beings. But the shit that's going on in our lives cumulatively and individually is covering a lot of that up right now. That's sort of um, where I came to think of this as a critical thing. And I'm talking to a lot of people. And these are senior people, right? These are Mm -hmm. These are experienced, talented, senior people who are getting really upset about a tone, a question, an email, just a lot of stuff. And I think we need to do a reset, particularly as we're coming into summer, I I think, sorry, into, into the fall. See, look at that was wishful thinking. That was yeah,
0: yeah. you were looking at good intentions of yourself there.
1: Right. There you go. Um, I think as we're coming into the fall, right. And, and kids go back to school, God willing, um, you know, summer vacations are over and September sort of is the next kickoff period for us. And I want us all just to take a beat and reset. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does make sense. I, I didn't think of it like that. Um, people do seem to have a shorter, shorter patience or shorter, you know, just attention span for seeing that good in other people. Yeah. I think also for seeing the other side of situations and really understanding and putting yourself in in the place of the other person. 100%. Um, it does seem like a lot of people want to want to I don't mean jump on each other but jump on each other for you know things they don't see as as right or going their way
1: it is jump on each other Mm -hmm. it's almost like we've we decided that our job is to be the gatekeeper of other people and to be um i think we've used this analogy before like we're we're on the sidelines of the coach looking at all the plays that everybody else is doing and where the fumbles are happening and we're we're really focused on that instead of it, how are we going to win the game so we're so focused on the fumbles and the missteps that are that people are making we're not spending any time or energy on what's the game that we're playing and and what's the strategy for winning the game? I can't believe that I'm using a sports analogy either, Jordan. I'm sure that that's what caused you to go completely silent.
0: Cause no, like the fact that I even know that we're on smile, the field is a big
1: thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it caused me to smile. Cause, uh, I, there's a lot of that going on right now where something negative happens and everybody's just jumping on. And I think they're letting, their anger comes through on that instead of focusing on, okay, what's the lesson here? What can I learn? How can we take the good intentions of people and move forward?
1: And how do I redirect to an outcome that I find more desirable or that I'm looking to create? So, so what I want to be really clear here uh, on, uh, I can't speak what I would like to be clear on is I'm not saying we can't have opinions, And Lord knows I am not the person to say, please don't share those opinions because I'm a huge advocate of sharing those opinions. What I think we need to understand is why are we sharing our opinions? What are we getting mad about? What's, you know, where is the anger coming from? And when we speak in that anger and that dismissiveness and that condescension um, and the judgment, capital J, judgment, no one is listening to us on the other end because what we're doing when we invoke our judgment and we share our judgment with people, what happens is the walls go up, the ears shut down. No one's listening to you. I (laughs) I can't believe that I'm going to tell people this and my friends will probably come for me. I spend way, way too many nights on my iPad on TikTok, Mm -hmm. watching the Karen Karen videos. Like, yeah. I find them hilarious. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, even if the Karens have a point, everybody's just mocking them and, and and making fun of them. There was one woman who she didn't like what time the roofers were starting. And she came out just guns a-blazing and, you know, was in the U.S., though, enough said. Um, and she was threatening to let the air out of their tires and she was going to steal their stuff. And just, and like, you know, she's talking to 10 construction guys and they are dying laughing instead of. Hey guys, I, I, I'm so sorry for this, but I just came off a night shift and I'm exhausted and I'm completely like overwhelmed. Is it possible for you guys tomorrow to show up a bit later? So, I could get a little bit of a sleep in. Like, I get that you're allowed to do this and I understand and I know the job has to get done. Is there any way that we could, that you could give me a bit of a lie in? They would have listened to her. They might have even done it. But that's not how we're approaching each other. We're approaching each other from this unconscious rage. And I'm going to use the word rage. And the thing that we're, we're letting loose on usually isn't what's at the root of it. It's just the thing that's triggered the flow. And what I want to get people reset on as we come into September is okay, for this last quarter of the year, do you want to be connected to your disappointment, your frustration, your overwhelm and operate from that place? Or do you want to say okay, 2022, I'm going to do a bit of an audit. Where am I? What did I make my goals to be? Did I have goals? If I didn't have goals, I should make goals. Who do I want to be in the world? And then start operating from that as your platform versus from your disappointment. And it's like we've unleashed the beast of we're all going to operate from our disappointment. And guys, I'm not, look, I'm not, in la la land here, there is a lot to be disappointed about. I understand that. I really understand that. As I talk to you, I don't have any money in my bank (laughs) accounts because you know, I I got caught up with all my taxes, and I drained it. And so some of my clients have been really slow to pay me this, this uh, summer. And Does that bother me? Does it give me a stomachache? Yes, it does. Other people are worrying about whether they can put food on the table. And, you know, thank God I am not one of those people. But I don't want to be the person that goes out and operates from my fear, from my overwhelm, and from my frustration. What I set my course to be is I want to be the person who goes out and people are thankful that they ran into me.
0: Yeah, that's that's a brilliant point, because people are going to come into September, uh, like you said, in a a state of overwhelm. They're coming off vacation. You know, people have been on these trips. Maybe they've spent a little too much money in some cases. Inflation
1: is up. Inflation's up. People who, you know, mortgage mortgage. Prices are stressing people out, kids are going back to school. And what's that whole school thing going to be like that, right? We're just like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of stress.
0: So it's really about, you know, making sure that you take this last quarter and you're, you're creating some goals for yourself. You're looking for the good intentions in people. And like you said, if people run into you, Michelle, you want them to have that, that good experience. You don't want to be acting from a place of frustration. Based on all no. the things that are going on.
1: And again, because you know, because this is the behavior. My friends and family would tell you I there are many times that I fall short. Sure. There yeah. are many times. But I'm consciously choosing most mornings to remember who I want to be in the world and the impact that I want to have. Not if all of the circumstances line up and allow me to be that person but regardless of the environment and the circumstances that i find myself in this is the person that i want to be and who i want to be in the world is an enabler i want to i want to help people support people in tapping into their innate goodness and when i connect Plug back in, connect myself to that every morning. I do a much better job. When I get out of bed and I'm like, <sighs> you know, the dog has come in and she's whining at six o'clock in the morning and I'm like, it's too early. And I don't, I don't plug in again. And I've let my battery get down. The odds that I'm, that I'm gonna fall short of my goal are, are pretty strong.
0: So how do you, uh, how do you make sure you, you said one thing of how you make sure you're coming out with a good intention, what are your, what's your advice for people to make sure they're looking for the the good intentions in others. And the reason I ask it is because, you know, a lot of people are programmed. And I think this is just evolution over time to look for that negativity bias, right. To really protect who they are and, and make sure they're not letting you know, others take advantage of them or others get one up, one step up on them. Vigilance. Um, Yeah. You know, so, so how do you, Michelle go about looking and coaching people to find the good intention in the people within their lead and around them? Well,
1: I think, so this is one of the tenets of leadership that I don't think that we talk about enough. I actually think, you know, we're, we're sort of programmed to think that leaders in our, in our corporate sphere, even in our political sphere, are about, well, this is what we said we were gonna do, or this is what I told you we were gonna do, and then I'm gonna monitor whether or not you're doing it. This idea of monitoring. And for me, that is the exact opposite of of what leadership is. And so one of the critical tenants is, am I creating an environment, a safe supportive environment for my teams? And when they are struggling to see the good in the world, am I there to give them an alternative perspective, to listen hard, to help them with critical obstacles that need to be removed, but then just to give them an alternative perspective and and remind them of how good they are and, and the impact that they can have. I think that's a really, really critical foundational element of leadership. Even in coaching, one of the things that I say to people, people come to me in overwhelm, right? People come to me with things that aren't working for them, typically. Mm-hmm. Like by the, when things are working, they're like, okay, can we take a break from coaching? <laughs> sure. And for people who are in the, in the deepest throes of distress or overwhelm, one of the things that I say to them is, look, I see you differently than you see yourself. So the reason Mm. I'm smiling as you're talking to me about the things that are happening is because I have full confidence that you can handle this and you've just forgotten. So use the belief that I have in you, use mine until you find yours again. And I think that's what we need to do as leaders remind our teams of what they're capable of, of who they are, of the impact that they could have. What I want to stress here, Jordan, is I'm not saying for the love of God, I'm not saying go and just say, yeah, but it's not raining out. Like I'm not talking about that fake positivity. Yeah. People yes. have real problems and they want to vent. And so step one as a leader is you've got to really understand what your people are overwhelmed about. What are what are they are they stressed about their kids going back to school and how they're going to manage that now that more and more organizations are saying we absolutely want you to come back into the office. Are you worried about money right now? What's like, what's going on with you so that I understand you as a person, not just as someone who works at organization ABC. So listen, listen hard, where you can remove obstacles that need to be removed for them where you can Don't take responsibility for how the person's feeling, but from a work Mm -hmm. perspective, part of your job as a leader is to help remove obstacles. So remove the obstacles where you can. And then the third step would be remind them of their capacity, remind them of who they are. Give them a space to take a breath so that they can remember in previous times of overwhelm how they showed up and what they got accomplished. So it's a it's a one, two, three for me. Listen, listen hard. And inside of that listening heart, there's got to be a capital E, empathize, right? You got to not, oh, that's not so bad. Um, Step two, remove obstacles where you can, right? So, you know, if there's a big rock on somebody's plate and they don't know what to do with it, take that big rock off. And then step three is remind them, remind them. Of the good in the organization, of the good in them, of their capacity and capability, of, of the good in the world. Because as we're surrounded by megaphones talking to us about the bad in the world, some of us have to pick up smaller megaphones and remind each other of the good in the world.
0: Yeah, the good in your colleagues as well. Um, yeah do you suggest you you spoke about listening which is so important you suggest people ask how how can they ask uh people within their lead you know what's going on are they overwhelmed like or is that something you just listen to and you pick up on
1: ah that's such a great point so first of all uh i'm going to start with yes what you just said is critical so So listen, in coaching, and we've talked about this before, we talk about something called third level listening, right? So not for what the person is saying, but more for how do they look when they're saying it? What's the Uh. energy around them? What's their posture? You know, what's the what's the actual energetic vibe that you're getting off of somebody? You and I started this call this morning, and I said, something's on your mind, Jordan. (laughs) You weren't saying anything, but I was like, something's on your mind. And I asked, I saw it and I asked you. And so it's and I about, was like,
0: how do you, how do you know?
1: That? <laughs> She's a witch. Yeah. Um, um, so, so watch and listen at a higher level with your team. Absolutely. And then ask now, <laughs> this is a talent and this takes practice. If you have an employee and you sit them down and you say, are you overwhelmed?
0: Yeah, that's not good.
1: They're going to go, no, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. No, I'm not. So one of the best things that I find works is when I get vulnerable, yay, Brené Brown for bringing the word vulnerability into our lexicon. (laughs) Um, And I say, look, I, I'm worried about September. Like, I'm with this, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that. And I'm just wondering how you're doing, because I know you have a lot on your plate. I know you've got three little kids and I know your wife has a really stressful job. How are you doing? I know you just bought a house last year. How are you doing? So don't just ask a yes or no question. That's going to get you absolutely nowhere. Like when, when you give people the opportunity to say yes or no, you really want to get into the open-ended question, and you want to share your own vulnerability because, in doing that, you're creating a safe space and 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 creating the environment of I'm not just your leader, I'm a person, and I can see and I and I also experience these things. So it's about creating that safe space.
0: So true because people don't connect with people. If, if they're, if I come to the table, I'm like, Oh, everything's great. Like my life's a brilliant. I don't have any problems. You know, that's not a way to connect, but when you open up and you are vulnerable and you have something relatable, that's when the connection happens. That's when the relationships are built. You got it. You got, um, you know, the other things I thought of in terms of making sure you're getting the good intentions out of people. We spoke last podcast with Laura Lai on, you know, giving people grace, acceptance, making sure you really celebrate their strengths and you don't really pin pin them down on all those weaknesses because, you know, it's those strengths that are going to help them shine. It's like, you know, I was just going to say, it's like if you made Elton John uh, so, because you wanted him to improve his sewing skills, right? No, he was a great singer. He was a great musician. You know, focus on that.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Where, where can they contribute? What are they good at? What have you noticed them handle before? And also ask them for their support in using their strengths, right? So, is there a problem that you're dealing with and, and somebody's specific skill set will help you? is there any way that you could help? You're really, really good at this. I'm not as good at that. Could you teach me how you do that? Or do you have a couple of tips for me, right? That's reminding each other of the impact that we have and, and the goodness. Now, the other thing that I would say, and this is just a personal, I guess, call to action for all of us. Listen for connection. So Mm -hmm. the, the call to action that I have for everybody right now is listen for connection. Don't listen for division. Listen for connection. And I want you to activate that button. There was a there was a cartoon where they used to like activate their superpowers. Activate like
0: Oh, my age Transformers.
1: Or Might be. <laughs> Listen to me. I heard that disgust in your voice. Okay. I heard it. Yeah. I think it is transformers. Superpowers activate. Um, People say toxic things and people say stupid things and people say divisive things. Don't take that easy path and listen for that. Listen for connection and surprise them. I I just had a dinner with some relatives that had come in from Germany and um, my second cousin who I love dearly and I'm his godmother as well. I love him dearly. He's a lovely young man, lovely, sweet young man. He said some things at the dinner that I got to tell you, 10 years ago, if somebody had said those things to me, I, I would have been like, okay, I, I'm going to annihilate you because I can, right? I'm, you know, I got a sharp tongue. I'm super smart. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna shred you and you won't even know that the Ginsu knives had come out. And instead, we had a really great conversation. So he had some com he had some opinions about equality and feminism. Mm. He's 20 years old. Um just graduated from school, thinking about what he's doing for the rest of his life. And he his experience in feminism and equality is like enough already. It's done, it's there. Now here's the thing, I can understand why that would be his perspective. Because he's been in school. Because he's surrounded by strong women, this next generation of women is right, like just a different energy. And I said, Can I share some of my experiences with you as a 57 year old woman in in corporate Canada. And so what we had was a really interesting dialogue instead of Are you
0: an idiot?
1: Um, and that's what I want us to do. That's what I'd like us to try to just listen for what's, what's he saying? What's right in what he's saying? That's a, that's an exercise that'll blow your mind. What's right in what the person's saying. So go out and talk to somebody about guns or Trump or something. And then, and then practice what's right about what they're saying.
0: I love that. What's right about what they're saying and look for that connection
1: look for the listen for connection
0: all right that's great well thanks michelle and we'll we'll be back with another episode soon thanks for tuning in and be sure to follow get your shift together on spotify subscribe on apple podcasts and visit michelleferrari.org to learn more this has been jordan harding with michelle ferrari reminding you to get your shift together join us next time